Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the listeners who have tuned in. We especially pray for the new listeners. We pray the blood of Jesus over liver cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the King of Israel, Jesus Christ, amen. This week, I want to look at the names of Satan. As I've mentioned in other podcasts, Satan is a created angel whose ambition is to replace God and to have others worship him. Matthew 4, verses 8 and 9 says, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Folks, these verses show the unmitigated gall of the devil to offer Jesus, the creator of the world, something that Jesus already owns, therefore the devil cannot give it. The devil went through all of that to convince Jesus to worship an angel that he created. Ezekiel 28 verses 11 through 19 tells the story of Satan. Although Satan was created, he was a special angel, and he was a cherub, who are part of the inner circle of God. Before his fall, God gave him great beauty, wisdom, and adornment. But pride was his downfall, as he thought that he should be the object of praise instead of God. For his sin, God kicked Satan out of heaven. But God continues to allow Satan to have access to heaven, as written in Job chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. He is called an angel of light in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, which says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. My friends, Satan's ability to disguise himself is one of his tricks. But we are to test the spirit by the spirit to see who is behind the mask. The Pharisees called Satan Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons, in Matthew 12, 24. My friends, the demons Satan has rule over are one-third of the angels that he convinced to leave God and serve him, which is found in Revelation 12 and 4. My brothers and sisters, just know that if Satan has a billion demons, God has two billion angels. And if Satan has a trillion demons, God has two trillion angels. Satan plans to do battle, but the battle is already won by God. Saints, just remember this. It's two against one. Satan is called the wicked one by Jesus in Matthew 13 and 19, which teaches, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is he who received the word by the wayside. My comrades for Christ, the person who refuses to accept the word of God will fall victim to the evil one. In this passage, Satan is able to remove or distort the truth, thus making some people even less likely to accept the truth in the future. Satan is called the enemy in Matthew 13, verse 39, 
as Jesus explains the parable of the tares. The enemy, the devil, planted sons of evil among the kingdom seekers. The sons of evil are there to discourage those who seek citizenship in the kingdom. Jesus encourages his followers to persevere because at the end of the age, God will send his angels to sort out the evil from the good. Jesus calls Satan a murderer in John 8, verse 44, and in the same verse, he calls him a liar and the father of lies. My friends, Jesus' reference to Satan as the murderer goes back to Genesis when he causes the spiritual death of the human race. In the Garden of Eden, Satan lied to Eve, telling her that when she ate of the forbidden fruit, she would not die. That's in Genesis 3, verse 4. Lie number one was quickly followed by lie number two, which is found in Genesis 3, verse 5, which says, For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Jesus calls Satan the prince of this world in John 12, 31, and the ruler of this world in John 14, 30, and John 16, 11. Christ, through his death on the cross, broke the power of sin and death and cast out Satan. Paul calls Satan the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, saying, In whose minds the God, that's little g, of this world has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. My friends, those who do not believe have the light of the gospel flashed on them, yet they have been blinded to prevent them from seeing the love of Jesus Christ. Paul calls Satan the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2 and 2, which reads, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Folks, this evil spirit encourages ungodly values, attitudes, and actions. This unique title for Satan underlies his authority as prince, but he is not the ultimate ruler. Evil spirits have made him their monarch, and they do his bidding in the air or the spiritual world. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, Paul writes, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are up against a spiritual enemy, not a physical one. Satan is the ruler of darkness, and he has established a hierarchy in the demonic world. We cannot wrestle or fight the enemy with physical weapons. We must use the spiritual weapons contained in the whole armor of God and also with constant prayer. The devil is called the tempter in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5, which says, For this reason, when I can no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you, and our labor might be in vain. My friends, Paul describes Satan as the tempter because Satan's aim in regard to Christians is to make us fall into sin and error. He attempts to take advantage of people who are young in the faith or in a weakened state. Hebrews 2 and 14 calls Satan 
the power of death, saying, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Folks, my Lord Jesus Christ had to become a man, a human just like us, in order to die. His death destroyed death and made Diablos, or the devil's threat of death, useless. Jesus has removed the condemnation for those who trust in him, and now we have the assurance of life in the world to come. Peter writes that the devil is our adversary and a roaring lion in 1 Peter 5 and 8. It proclaims, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. My Christian friends, an adversary is an opponent in a court of justice. We cannot ignore him, and we cannot dismiss him as a myth. Believers are involved in spiritual warfare, and you must know who is your enemy. His job is to test your faith and, if possible, destroy your faith in God. A roaring lion is always on the hunt for easy prey, which is why Christians must be on guard at all times, looking for bizarre or violent, irrational, evil behavior, malicious opposition to the gospel, self-destructive behavior, a stubborn defense of false doctrine, and unexplained emotions such as fear, hatred, depression, and violent anger, which suddenly overtakes a person. Beware that there is much evil in this world, not from Satan, but from sin in the lives of unbelievers. John writes in Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, and they did not prevail. Nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer. For the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Folks, this future event is the final judgment for Satan and his angels. In this single verse, Satan is called the dragon, the serpent of old, which is a reference to Genesis 3 verses 1 and 4. He's called the devil, which is Greek for accuser. And just remember, when Michael and his angels fight, it's two against one. Revelation 12 and 10 says that Satan is the accuser of our brethren. My friends, Satan has many names and many ways to change his appearance, but he has only one goal, to take the praise that is not due him. Let's pray. Father, we know that you are preparing for that day when you send your son back for the final judgment. We pray that the day of the Lord will come quickly. We shout victory that the battle between good and evil has already been won. We pray these things in the name of the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.